This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, May 14th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing today? The Savage One, yeah! Sparky Spark. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. The uh, Abs won the third President's Trophy in franchise history. First one since 2001. Number one in the West, man. Number one seed. Go Abs, go! Very so cool. I'm doing great, man. Yeah, doing great. Yeah, unfortunately. Much better than the repeat version yesterday, right? Exactly, yeah. We had to run a best of yesterday uh, just due to some scheduling things, but uh, we are back today with a brand new show, and we've got a whole list of shows lined up for you guys next list week. List of shows. Yeah, we're back on Mondays, so just yeah. program, right? You're going to drop all that, but uh, Mondays will be uh, back on. So Exactly. And it's worth mentioning, uh, since we're talking about it anyway, Starting Monday, we're going down to the new and improved one-hour version of the show. So uh, one hour distilled down a little bit, uh, a little straight to the point, uh, but it allows us time to uh, provide you guys better content and more content here in the future. So uh, that's sort of the way things are going. But uh, yeah, Monday through Friday, you'll have us uh, in your ear holes for lack of a better term. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, uh, whether it's at your apartment or when you uh, owned a home, have you ever had anything stolen out of your front yard? Um, geez, I'm sure we have. Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head, though. But um, we used to have a kid that would put uh, Dr. Pepper soda cans in our mailbox every day on their way to school because we used to live at, on a cul-de-sac on the way to an elementary school. Her little na- Her name was Hannah. She lived around the corner because I caught her doing it. But uh, yeah, every day she would put a Dr. Pepper, empty Dr. Pepper can in my mailbox. <laughs> so it didn't really steal much, but she sure left garbage in my mailbox. She must have known that you were a uh, Dr. Pepper fan or that, uh, you know, you had an affinity for Lil Sweet. Yeah, it's a sweet one. <laughs> and the only reason why I knew her name was Hannah is because her dad around the corner, Hannah, God damn it, get home, Hannah. I'm coming, Dad! Yeah. Sorry, my... <laughs> well, I'd say uh, that was an answer I wasn't expecting. People putting something in your front yard versus taking it. And obviously, you know, yeah. a lot of people deal with porch pirates. But, uh, 
you know, a lot of times there'll be decorations out front. There'll be things that people put out to make their home look that much better. And, uh, you know, hey, there are terrible, terrible people out there that uh, unfortunately mess with it or steal it. For instance, in this one, a cash reward is being offered for the safe return of a stolen 11-foot tall totem pole that weighs over 300 pounds. The pole took one year for a Lumination Master Carver to complete and was supposed to be installed in front of a Bellingham business that provides communications technology for the tribe. Surveillance shows two men working on what appeared to be a well-planned heist on April 30th, and it was the last time anyone saw the sacred Native American work of art, which had just been finished by Master Carver and famous Native American artist Felix Solomon. The totem pole was intended to be spiritually empowering. It was going to... It, yeah, it was going to right here in front of the building at this intersection that sees a lot of traffic every day, says Roy Porman, the San Juan Cable and Internet Company, which commissioned the project. The totem pole shows a man holding up a salmon, handing it off to an eagle and taking it to the spirit world. Um, Porman said, for some reason, uh, I was reading that in my head as that's what the thieves were doing. I thought that's a really strange way to steal a totem pole. But uh, no, that's the totem pole itself. So he entitled it Communication because our business is communication and supplying Internet services and fiber optics to the tribal area that was unserved. The thieves knew what they were looking for. They came up, they cut the lock. They got the gate open, he said. And, uh, you know, you can see the surveillance video. I'll post it on our uh, Facebook page. But uh, to go out of your way to steal a 300-foot, uh, sorry, 300-pound piece of art, uh, that, that takes some balls, you know. It's, it's not going by and just grabbing something, you know, crime of opportunity. This took some planning. And uh, unfortunately, you know, for this tribe, for this community, uh, hopefully they get it back. Yeah, hopefully they get back savages. It reminded me when you said that story, a manager of mine and buddy, um, him and his wife and family, they did like a big pride display thing out of pallets that they got from work. And uh, somebody like the kids painted it and it was all this cool thing to show their support. Well, anyway, somebody stole it right off of their lawn. And it's just and they caught it on the ring door cameras. Just these people showed up. Jumped out of the truck, grabbed it, threw it in, drove away. And it's just like, it ain't yours. Just don't take it. I don't, I don't know. I get when you're a kid, you don't really know any better. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I used to have sticky fingers as a kid, you know. Um, but I learned a lesson. <laughs> you get caught, and then you lie about it, then your stuff goes away, and you get in trouble. Exactly. It's kind of thing. Well, it's, it's not yours, don't take it. That's kind of just the thing, right? Yeah, especially... Especially if they build it and they've created it. It's not like you can say, no, my, my buddy Jim gave that to me. Yeah. If it's one of a kind, if it's a piece of artwork, you know, don't do that. Don't steal it. Uh, it. It means something to somebody, in this case, an entire uh, uh, a tribe of people. So in any case, uh, you know, it is Friday. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday. And we're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We have a segment called Zookeeper Secrets. Our call-in topic today is HOA Horror Stories. And it could be HOA, it could be property management if you live in an apartment complex. We have a segment called Like the Rest of Us, Only Better. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. 
process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you've had a totem pole stolen out of your front yard. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, May 14th, and here is your... I think for the last time for a while, the Filippo Best Bay. Ah, Kiefer Sutherland is going to star in a spy drama series for Paramount Plus. Jack Bauer is never done with 24, ever. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres will end her talk show following misconduct investigation. I guess it doesn't pay to be a meanie now, does it? Nope. Mark Wahlberg, hey, I'm going to give you a world-class knuckle sandwich. His new sci-fi thriller, Infinite, which was directed by Antoine Fuqua, will be skipping theaters and going straight to the streaming on Paramount+. Plus. They got another one. Catherine Hahn, um, who is Agatha in WandaVision, will join the Knives Out 2 cast. That thing is just getting star-studded and big. Yeah, it is. There's her little wink thing there. Marvel star Kat Dennings just got engaged to Andrew W.K., Remember him? He likes to party hard. Yeah. That was like his one only. Saw him at Dot Fest 2001. Yeah. <laughs> it's party hard. And for a bonus one, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will, will be releasing exclusively to theaters for 45 days. Then you can get it at a premium on Disney Plus. Or maybe you'll be able to just stream it on Disney Plus. Doesn't say. Cool. But yeah, but at least you get that 45 day exclusivity there. That's yeah. always nice. Um, something that was really cool that came out yesterday. Um, we know Kevin Smith has been working on masters of the universe. Haven't heard much about it in a while. Then he said, Hey, tune in to follow EW, which is entertainment weekly on Twitter. And there's some big news, uh, that dropped yesterday. Well, since we didn't do the show, we're going to let you know about it today. Well, it looks like, uh, they showed the animation of masters of the universe and by 
God, does it look good, right? Excellent. The animation is just fantastic. I read what it says here. The animated sequel will be split into two parts. Part one premiering on Netflix July 23rd. Um, after Netflix's She-Ra and the Princess of Power ended its five-season run, Prince Adam and the world of Eternia are coming back full force to the limelight with a planned live-action movie, which we reported the other day He-Man took a hike, so that's kind of <laughs> in limbo. So the CG animated He-Man and Masters of the Universe show aimed at kids, but this one is Masters of the Universe Revelation, a separate animated series from the mind of Kevin Smith, a.k.a. Silent Bob. Um, it's designed with fans of eight, uh, fans of the 80s art cartoon in mind. Um, basically here, it just uh, it says everything I've worked on in like 27 years. This is easily the top five of my most favorite, most satisfying projects, said Smith. He's a He-Man super fan who uh, show runs Revelation executive produced with Mattel Television's Frederick Sole, Adam Bonet, Christopher Keenan and Rob David. When I die, they'll be like, he made Clerks, remember? Because that's the most memorable thing I think I've ever done. I think it has a running shot of being like he's made Clerks in that one cartoon at that time. So very funny. He-Man is voiced by Chris Woods. Um, Skeletor is voiced by Mark Hamill. Um, and it comes out July 23rd. Uh, buddy, what is your take? It's also, let me read this real quick too. Uh, Game of Thrones, Lena had. Heedley will be Evelyn, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Geller will be Tila, Alicia Silverstone will be Queen uh, Marlena, and Kevin Conroy as Merman. Ooh. Damn, this is good. Be good. Alan Opperman is also Mossman, who used to be the original voice of Skeletor. Yeah. Okay, now as I read that last juicy bit of news... What's your take on it, buddy? <laughs> I'm excited. So, obviously, we grew up kids of the 80s, growing up watching He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. But if you go back as an adult and rewatch it, it doesn't quite hold up because, you know, the storytelling wasn't quite there. You know, Storytelling, you say? Mm. <laughs> you know, some cheesy Wait, dialogue. But, you know, that was part of the 80s. The thing is, now we're getting these, you know, sequels in this case that, you know, the storytelling is there. Obviously, there's an amazing voice cast. And uh, I got to say, I'm excited. I'm very excited with who's behind it, the animation we see. Um, and I'll put it up on our Facebook page. Um, it's just, it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, excited about that. Now, If <laughs> I'm sure if you don't know what He-Man is and stuff, just probably wait and watch this one coming out. Because you're right. The ones from the 80, you go back and watch. A little cheesy. Hello, Skeletor! Or He-Man! <laughs> and it always... Prince Adam looked a little uh, interesting there. So, um, that was that. And then now we'll roll on to other little TV news here. Um, we know Dexter Season 9 is coming back. And uh, little we got a little teaser a week or two ago of him all cleanly shaved but still in the woods. Um, so, although characters certainly came and went on the show... Um, there was a fairly solid core cast in the original eight seasons of Dexter. It seems like we shouldn't expect any of them to turn up in the revival. Showtime announced last year that this is a 10-part limited series that sees Clyde Phillips returning with Michael C. Hall stepping back. Now, James Remmer, who played Harry Morgan in the original series, Dexter's adoptive father, 
said the character passed away before the series ever began, and he would frequently appear in flashbacks of as a man manifestation of Dexter's moral code throughout the eight seasons. While speaking to a fan on Instagram, he said that Showtime didn't ask any of the original cast to return, although most are definitely open. I will not be back as Harry Morgan. They just didn't ask any of the original cast back. So I don't know what they're going to do. So basically when Dexter comes back, it's going to be a whole new series, just focusing on him. Although I think they should have brought, uh, um, James Remmer back as the manifestation because that was kind of the big thing because anytime he was about to do something that was questionable, he was the good code. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And this may be just sort of a diversion, you know, a little smoke and mirrors that he will be back. Um, he would be the one person I would expect, especially if there is a change of scenery from, you know, Miami where he was at before to, uh, what is it, Oregon now? And, uh, yeah. You know, but James Remar, he was always a constant in there. And as, you know, he mentioned in that article, you know, he wasn't alive during the series. So he should be able to come back as flashback. So it'd be nice to see him in there. It'd be also great to see Deb, like as uh, her, like back as a voice of reason. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be really cool to have her that way. I mean, obviously, since they killed her, but (laughs) she would be a real good like that. I mean, if he had a cycle of just past like uh, uh, what was his uh, His, wife's name? Yeah. um, That got taken out. It's it's been a long time since I've watched on the the tip of my tongue. But she would be a good throw. But Rita. Yeah. To have Rita in there and then Deb kind of as the voice of reason would be good. But you know who's to who's to say what's going to happen it'll be worth watching and uh my thought if it ends up being successful they'll probably roll another limited run exactly kind of kind of how that did right um speaking of a show that's not coming back but they are doing a reunion yesterday friends reunion special at hbo max uh dropped its first teaser trailer the long-delayed Friends reunion special at HBO Max will finally be there for you, pun intended, <laughs> with the streamer announcing the official premiere date. Friends the Reunion will debut on HBO Max on May 27th. In addition to the first teaser trailer, um, oh, that's just me being Ron Burgundy reading. reading. It says, read above. Friends the Reunion will debut on the one-year anniversary of the launch of HBO Max, exactly one year after originally it was supposed to air. However, the special was delayed because of COVID-19. They they filmed it in February. Um, oh, sorry. They filmed it in April. Um, it will feature Friends stars Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matt Perry, Matt, sorry, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer as they return to the iconic comedy's original soundstage, Stage 24, in the Warner Brothers studio lot in Burbank. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I bet it'll be uh, – hopefully it'll be um, – very much like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It says you can expect um, guest stars on this. David Beckham, Justin Bieber. Why? Right. BTS, <laughs> James Corden, Cindy Crawford, uh, Lady Gaga, uh, Kit Harrington, Larry Harkin, Mindy Kaling, Thomas Lennon, Christina Pickles, Tom Selleck. He makes sense. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. She makes sense. Maggie Wheeler and more. So, Looks like they're just going to put together a lot. My thought is these celebrities will probably be on and be like, this show was so influential and it made me laugh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They should put you and Jesse on there. You guys watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. And Lori, she watches it a lot. The true fans. 
true fans. So you can check that out on May 27th. Now that HBO Max is actually a good streaming service because a year ago when we talked about it, it was we were excited for it. It came. It was disappointing. And it's gotten much better. Now, oh, so. far better. Much better. But that is all the time we have for entertainment news. So let's roll on to those celebrity birthdays one last time, shall we? It's my Today is some guy that kind of created a thing called Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is 37. Superstar tight end known as Gronk. He played for the New England Patriots, won a ton of Super Bowls. Then he came back, joined the Buccaneers, won another Super Bowl. Um, Rob Gronkowski is 32. Hela from the uh, – he was at Tila. I screwed her name up. Um, uh, but she was in Thor, Ragnarok, Clayton. Jeez, names are hard today. Kate Blanchett is 52. Some guy who created one of uh, some little sci-fi franchise called Star Wars. George Lucas is 77. Never heard of it. Uh, form, for, yeah, I never heard of that either. Former USC Trojan and Green Bay Packer with very long flowing hair. Clay Matthews is 35. British actor who was in uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. And he also was Abomination in The Incredible Hulk. Tim Roth is 60, an acclaimed film director and screenwriter who's best known for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, Castaway, uh, Contact Flight, and another little movie that we might have mentioned on here, Back to the Future. Robert Zemeckis is 69. Those are your birthdays. Happy birthday, everybody. It's too bad Zemeckis isn't 88. That would be perfect. But, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it's time for good news, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, uh, we are also on TV streaming stations and the mobile apps for uh, iOS and Android. Uh, just head over to ngbn.tv on either your streaming device uh, television or the mobile app, and from there you can get the Phoenix Media Channel, including not only this show, but all of the other wonderful shows we have on the network. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now, being that it's Friday, and as we like to do on Friday, you know, there is so much bad news out there. There's hate, there's vitriol, there's uh, divisiveness that, uh, you know, you look at anything news related and it's always negative. Well, we like to turn the tables a little bit and bring you guys a segment that I like to call Good News, Everyone. All right, I'll go ahead and start out uh, with an eight-year-old boy in Virginia is going the extra mile to help the homeless. 
CBS News first met Zoheb Beg last year after he made it his mission to gather as much personal protective equipment as possible for frontline workers. He ended up with more than 6,000 items. Now the self-proclaimed chief kindness officer has shifted his focus to uplifting the homeless community. The reason I want to give to the homeless is because every time I go to D.C., I see it's a problem with my own eyes, and I have the desire to help them from my own heart, Begg said. Begg recently set his sights on reaching at least 1,000 people in need for Global Youth Service Day, the largest youth service event in the world highlighting the heroics of those aged 5 to 25. It means a lot to me, and I know how the families feel, and I just hope these kits give the families who are dealing through these hard times right now a little bit of comfort, he said. Sharon Wise, who was once homeless and now advocates on behalf of homeless people, was by his side. Together, they went to the underskirts of the 3rd Street Tunnel off New Jersey Avenue in Washington, D.C. to pass out food, toiletry kits, and supplies to people in need. They weren't born one day and say, hey, I think I want to be in a camp one day. You know, they ended up there and seeing him out there with me and some of the other volunteers. It just gives them hope saying, wow, this little boy is out here. He cares about us, Wise said. Each kit was filled with donations from local companies to whom Beg personally reached out. I kept making holes in my socks, so my mom got me bombas, and I thought, they're very comfy. Then he thought, hey, maybe bombas could give me some socks. <laughs> so me and my mom emailed them for 50 socks, and they ended up giving us 600, Beg said. He also connected with dentist's offices, Trader Joe's, Wegmans, and Chick-fil-A. I believe in spreading kindness and all my donors and partners for this event share this vision and also believe that no one is too young to make a difference, he said. Although Global Youth Service Day has passed, Begg says his mission is far from over. As long as he's helping those around him, he said he's one happy third grader. It makes me happy to give to others, he said. I also want to show children that no matter your age, you can always make a difference and a positive impact in your community. You just have to find the problem and find one solution. I mean, for an eight-year-old kid, I mean, he sounds wise beyond his years. It's awesome to see somebody so young going out there trying to make a difference, even to a thousand people. I mean, to those thousand people, that's a huge world of difference. And hopefully this inspires other people, other young people to do pretty much the same thing. You know, it's a, it's a snowball effect of, well, good news, everyone. <laughs> That is definitely great news. So always good to see, especially the youth do that. It's it's awesome, you know. Absolutely, it stills good, uh, good uh, leadership skills, good personal skills, things like that as they grow, and they'll just go up to be a good person. So, and if that's what he can nice. accomplish at eight years old, imagine what he can accomplish when he's twenty one, thirty five, fifty. It'll be interesting to see his trajectory. Exactly. Very cool. Uh, mine is out of Canada, eh? Uh, they say home is where the heart is, but when the home you're living in isn't safe, the heartache can be a real headache. That's That was the situation for one Nova Scotia family until neighbors stepped in to turn things around. <clears throat> when Alvaro Wiggins was diagnosed with kidney failure, it created a domino effect. The rigors of treatment meant spending nine hours a day on dialysis. That meant giving up work. Unable to earn a living, Wiggins, his wife, and their four children were forced to move into public housing. The hazardous conditions they faced there, 
made for a harsh adjustment. Fortunately, Wiggins had forged strong ties to the community. Prior to his illness, he'd earned his stripes as a neighborhood activist with two local youth-related organizations, Hope Blooms and Love Nova Scotia. Sarah McLaren had worked alongside him for years, uh, having seen how much himself Wiggins invested in the pursuit of helping others, she felt more than deserved to give something back. Finding her family a safe and healthy place to live became her top priority. This past spring, McLaren launched a GoFundMe campaign in hopes of bringing in enough money to purchase the house and defray some of the Wiggins' living expenses. Though donations came in by the thousands, it wasn't nearly enough to make a dent in Halifax's red-hot housing market. While McLaren Laren fretted, uh, fret, yes, what says, fretted her efforts would fall short of hitting the mark. She wasn't destined to be the only fairy godmother in this story. Enter real estate agent Brenda McKenzie. McKenzie heads a local housing initiative, a home for everyone. For the past 15 years, she and her peers have donated a portion of their commissions to various housing-related charities. For McKenzie, who is likewise on dialysis, waiting a kidney donor, the Wiggins family story struck a special chord. Along with her charitable board, the decision was made this year's earnings would go toward helping Alvaro, his wife, Shalice, and their kids, Aaliyah, Javier, and Jaden, to find a new place to call home. But when the boost, but even with a boost in capital, hunting down an appropriate dwelling was proving to be a challenge. Yet again, fate stepped in. One of Mackenzie's Halifax listings, a four-bedroom townhome, in, is a close proximity to a park and a swimming pool, had been in, inundated with multiple offers when it hit the market. All of them fell through. Team Wiggins rushed in with the bid, which was accepted. The specific house was a miracle house. It was a unicorn house, McLaren told CBC News. It's probably the most beautiful thing I've ever been a part of in my lifetime. The family expects to be able to move into their new digs by the end of the month. In the meantime, a home for the family has rounded up volunteer attorney and home inspector as well as a crew of business to donate a slew of home upgrades and furnishings. It will mean everything. It will be a sense of security to live here, to have a home, to have a place to call home. My kids love it here. It will be so joyful for them. Uh, I don't even know how to find the words to thank everybody who has supported this dream. So very cool. Uh, went out of their way to donate uh, resources, uh, earnings, and to, to put a bid on a house for them and find it. So very, very cool stuff there. Well, and it goes to show that, you know, if you're trying to make a change, you don't have to affect tens of people, hundreds of people, thousands of people at a time. If you go and help just one family. Just one person, one individual, it'll make all the difference in the world. And, uh, you know, part of the reason that we do this segment. Good news, everyone. It is always good news. (laughs) Well, folks, that does do it for good news, everyone. Only the segment. There is lots of good news out there. and We want to empower you guys to... uh, you know, look for it and make that good news as well. When we come back, we've got a segment called Zookeeper Secrets, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But do not fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic of HOA Horror Stories. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment that I've titled Zookeeper Secrets, earlier in the week we talked about uh, amusement park secrets, things from people that worked at amusement parks that eh, might make you not want to go back. Of course, that all stemmed from Tony's trip to Florida last week to Walt Disney World. And uh, I had actually prepped this segment last week to uh, talk about the animal park at Disney World. But uh, you didn't even go, right, Tom? <laughs> no, I've been there before. It's overall, I just, I don't know. I've been there a few times. It's not my most favorite place. Um, I think it's just because every time I've gone, it's so damn hot and mm-hmm. sticky and muggy that I'm just like, I just want to get the hell out of here. They have some bitching rides there, though. Yeah. And when it's like, that hot, uh, Everest is so cool. When the uh, when it's that hot, the animals don't want to come out, and so you know you go on these tours yeah. and you see nothing, just sort of landscape. So we did a uh, animal park thing too on uh, where was it? San Diego. It was it was another uh, sea. I don't know if it was Sea Worlds or something, but I it was like in so, a, yeah, yeah. You know how it wasn't there at Sea World, but you had to go like up to this hot desert thing that was a little more north, and it just, oh, it was so uncomfortable. It was cool because there was a lot of roaming animals, but mm-hmm. holy. Holy hot, man. It's not fun when it's hot. Yeah. And luckily, the good news is most uh, zoos and animal sanctuaries now are places where animals are allowed to roam around. It's not like in the earliest, early 20th century where... You <laughs> Did know, you say earlieth? I earlieth? said earliest, yeah. Earliest <laughs> days when turtles roamed the world. I like turtles. To be fair, I got ec- up extra earliest, so... Uh. Earliest today. <laughs> In any case, uh, let's go ahead and run down some zookeeper secrets. Uh, That way you guys know what to expect when you go to the zoo, if you want to uh, even go at all after this. All right, let's start start with this first one from Maple Top Library says, those free roaming peacocks are really stupid and sometimes they go in the lion's exhibit and get torn up. Um, Yeah, you know, it's funny you go to these places and sometimes you see the peacocks roaming around, but... uh, I would imagine sometimes they find themselves in the wrong enclosure and, uh, you know, a lion or a bear gets a, a nice little snack uh, that they weren't expecting. Hey, it's it's the wild, you know. It's uh, it's definitely interesting. Yep, yep. <laughs> Moving on, Zookeeper Secrets. Shady Elm says, The most dangerous and feared animal in case of an escape is not, as you may think, lions, tigers, and other large carnivores. It's the chimps. Those things will rip your arm off and beat you to death with the bloody end as soon as they look at you. Boy, that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, it kind of worries me a little bit. You might not look at them quite the same. Yeah, I my 
biggest fear prior to reading this would have been chimps throwing their feces at me, but uh, now being beaten to death with my own limb sounds a little scary. Yes. I wouldn't want that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling on, talking zookeeper secrets. This one from Dr. Teeth DDS, and uh, go ahead and get that uh, soundbite ready tone. says, I worked with large tortoises. We had these five-gallon buckets for cleaning the poop out of enclosures and other buckets for feeding them fresh grass we cut. The first day on the job, I took both buckets into the pen. I heard this awful loud grunting and something breaking. One of the 300-pound males tried to bang the bucket in front of visitors and flattened it. He would even follow me around just in case I might leave more innocent buckets unattended. You know, it's uh, turtles trying to get it on with buckets. That's the way it goes. I like turtles. <laughs> Rolling on. Turtles. More zookeeper secrets. <laughs> this from user Bitey Parrots says, When you're cleaning underneath the perches, parrots will wait for you to look up before taking a shit. They have good aim. That's how they get shit in the mouth. Don't look up. Good news. You know, I, we've got a lot of animals here in the house, uh, lizards, bunnies, dogs. One animal I won't have is birds. They're loud. They're, they can be obnoxious. Uh, just just not a bird guy. No. Do, do they freak you out when they come flying at you, too? Oh, totally. You have that reaction? Yeah. <laughs> Lacey, when we were at, well, anywhere, uh, we, were, we were at our friend Renee's, they have birds that fly, and it's always, she's always like, geez. And, <laughs> and, and at Disney, there was a couple times, man, when birds don't give two shits, man. They fly right at your face. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's funny, even birds out. Are fun- I don't know. I'm not a big bird guy either. Yeah. Even out, you know, if I'm outside and there's, you know, a flock of birds flying overhead, I'm always a little cautiously aware of, you know, they could poop and there could be you know, bombs <laughs> oh. dropping at any point. So <laughs> I've only seen one person get shit on in, in my life. That was poor Shelly, Denny's wife. Bird flew by and shit on her. That's uh Well, uh, in... It might have been the first date with my ex-wife. We were at an outdoor dining place, and uh, Bird had diarrhea all over her back. And so, uh, you know, they say it's good luck, but uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I believe that. Well, it's a memorable first date there. Exactly. Let's keep rolling on, talking zookeeper secrets. Boy, what an unfortunate username. Username Overdue Fetus. (laughs) Wow. Wow. If any uh, animal okay. es- yeah. if any animal escapes before the zoo opens to the public, the zoo is supposed to shut down completely for the day. Often, those smaller zoos can't afford to lose a day open to the public. So, if some specific types of animals escape, such as reptiles or small animals, they will just stay open while having keepers look for that animal. I remember hearing from coworkers that they listened to our boss and opened, even though a small but somewhat venomous snake was on the loose. That's terrifying. Could you imagine just taking your kids to a day at the zoo and some random venomous snake rolls on up to you? And uh, yeah, lawsuit waiting to happen for sure. Yeah, I don't want to go near any snakes. I hate snakes. Just like Indy, man. Don't do them. They're not my thing. It's funny. I don't mind snakes. I hate spiders. So yeah, Yeah. to each his own. All right, let's keep moving on. Talking zookeeper secrets. This from user Nytherian says, next time you go to the zoo, ask someone which animals are kill on sight in an escape. The answers will surprise you. Lions and tigers are typically on the trank and capture list, 
but a jaguar the size of a golden retriever is killed on site. The zoo I was with, the two jags were the only animals on site that were on the shoot-to-kill list. Even the silverback was on the trank first list. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into what could possibly kill you, ask a zookeeper what's the most dangerous animal there. No thanks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's... (laughs) Let's keep moving on. More zookeeper secrets. User NutcaseCreate says, The zebras are ruthless and will tear apart any unfortunate kangaroo that dares break into an enclosure. They love the thrill of the chase and the subsequent kill when they get bored. And you wouldn't expect that from a zebra. You think, you know, that they serve more as prey as opposed to hunter. But uh, yeah. I guess that they're bored enough, they'll, uh, they'll do what humans do and take it out on some unsuspecting animal. Yeah, the last zebra I saw was after the backside of water on the jungle cruise this last one he was sleeping he was sleeping peacefully yeah yeah uh, surrounded by lions that were taking care of him yeah (laughs) yeah they were taking care he was just sleeping (laughs) that's what the jungle cruise guy told me i'm gonna believe it yeah yeah. (laughs) let's keep rolling on zookeeper secrets Ah! all right this is from user epsuch epsuche who knows epsuche and I've actually, I've actually seen this one happen. It says, our lions will urinate on guests if they get too close, which is always funny to see. Not so funny to smell. And I mean, they, just like cats who can spray, lions can do the same thing. They lift that tail and shoot it and, oh, it gets in people's mouths and their eyes and it's just disgusting and hilarious if you're not the recipient of that. If you're not the recipient, yeah. I think I told this once on the store, uh, not P, but uh, there was a, uh, actually it was P, um, a monkey at Sacramento Zoo when I was a kid peed on my Aunt Misty. Seriously? Yeah. Damn monkey. Yeah. You know, you think you got to watch out for the flying poop? Apparently it's the pee. All right, let's keep moving. Oh, that's cute. Let's keep moving on. Zookeeper secrets. This from user Plaid Lemming says aquariums have captive breeding programs for some of the dolphins and whales, but they are too difficult to transport for mating. So they have to use artificial insemination, which requires semen samples from whales, which means that it's someone's job to give hand jobs to dolphins and whales in order to collect the sperm. It's part of the animal's training and the whales will roll over and present their genitals on command. I guess if I had to be a captive creature to an alien race and uh they had to take care of that for me that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world yeah <laughs> oh, terrible job though i don't want, wouldn't want no, to be the one doing yeah. that no no you gotta have a really good love with animals it's like uh <laughs> it reminds me of that lady in 50 first dates you know how he worked at that zoo? <laughs> and she's like, I love the animals. And she's like, she has to do all the gross cleanings oh, and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she gets vomited all over. Yeah. I love my job. <laughs> all right. And then finally here in Zookeeper Secrets. <laughs> this one from Dyslexic Draws says, one of our most popular exhibits was this incubator with baby chicks. We were told to tell visitors that the older baby chicks would be sent to schools as classroom pets or to the petting zoo. In reality, we did send the chicks to the zoo as live animal feed for the snakes and other carnivores. So uh, 
They may tell you one thing about the cute, cuddly animals, but uh, more often than not, they end up being food. Eee. Yeah, they're they're just little cuddly critters. <laughs> Crispy critters. There you go. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour of the show. We are headed into our long break. Enjoy the news. Take a potty break. Grab yourself some tea. Join us back here in about seven minutes where we've got our call-in topic of HOA horror stories. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, May 14th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? I like turtles. I just like that sound bite so much. (laughs) I like turtles. And it is the last fastest hour of the day, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the last hour and uh, the previous live Every show that we did just the fastest hour of the day from now on that's exactly it so uh yeah. starting monday this show is going to an hour more succinct uh we will be losing at least the regular call-in topic though we may do it occasionally from time to time based on uh, what's going on out there or if we've got a call-in contest uh, that we want to play but in the meantime this is yeah. the inter- today should be fun because there's oh yeah you go ahead oh i was gonna say <laughs> This is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and the watchers on our topic of the day, which is why we give it 24 hours in advance and invite you to call in on the Phoenix line at 855 Phoenix Radio. Of course, you can always chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment or again for somewhat the last time you can join us on the stereo app and chat live with us in the next segment by going to stereo.com forward slash phoenix media now that we have all of that out of the way today's topic is hoa horror stories homeowners associations or if you live in an apartment property management you know nobody ever has anything kind to say about homeowners associations about property management uh you know it's always an uphill battle And, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And, uh, you know, you have to deal with it, especially if you lived in a planned community, uh, as I do, Tony does, uh, you know, on the apartment uh, townhome side. And it's just the way life goes. So that's what we want to hear about from you guys. When have you been at odds with that association? Tony. (laughs) 
I'm sure you've got plenty of examples, but uh, go ahead and give us one where uh, you've had to deal with either your property management or your HOA, and it was just ridiculous. Yes. So I can say on one, we'll say one nice thing. The good thing about an HOA is you don't end up with like meth head Ted next door with like 10 cars in his backyard and like 10,000 dogs and it's just a trash yard. So like uh, my dad's neighborhood, scary Jerry, right? If there was an HOA in place, it wouldn't have turned out like that. It would have been a much kept neighborhood. I found that out early. So I will say the nice, it's nice to have those. Now, the not nice things is all the damn rules you have to abide by. You spend all your hard-earned money to buy a house. Uh, you you pay this monthly mortgage. But you got to pay to live in their community, so you got to do it by their rules. So you can only paint your house a certain color. So you can't have that fuchsia pink house. You have to have the nice color tone. So um, submitting co- you know colors for your paint, your paint schemes for your house was a nightmare. Um the biggest annoyances I had was like dandelions. So you get like it rains and stuff and they come out of nowhere. Right. It's not like they're weeds. It's like one day they're, they're yeah, they're not there. And then all of a sudden there's a shit ton of them. Um, so one time we had a couple of dandelions out in our front yard and I literally got a warning saying we will be fined if I don't pull the, the dandelions. And I was just like, are you effing kidding me? Like it's been a day. Like right. chill the F out. But yeah, they gave you a set time limit to do that. So that, that was a nightmare. And it sucked though. Cause the HOA guy who was a creep show, he was three doors down across the street. So he lived on my street. So that dude could see stuff and he would drop notes in our mailbox. It used to piss me off and it would piss Cass off things like that. Um, the other annoyance was the sheds like, you weren't allowed to put a nice shed in your backyard. We weren't even allowed to have a shed. You had to submit it. The only way we got away with it is we had a shed that matched the same shed on the house behind us. And we had to line it up perfectly. And plus you had to keep it out of sight. So that way Mr. HOA goober didn't see it. And it was like tricked back there. So, um, yeah, my uh, buddy Jeff, uh, God rest his soul, when he uh, moved to Texas, we took a promotion, he gave my ex and I a shed. Um, or, well, he didn't move to Texas. He was just moving out of the house because the time frame, the timeline didn't work there. Because when he moved to Texas, I was divorced. So, <laughs> so that didn't really work. But anyways, he moved out of his house and got rid of his shed is what it was. So um we lined up perfect, but uh, a nightmare because you they would turn down everything and we weren't allowed to have a shed, which I thought was stupid because it's your backyard. Right. Um, just, just those are a couple. Um, <clears throat> just those were nitpicky things that used to drive me nuts because um, they didn't do shit for you. They didn't shovel my sidewalks. They didn't shovel my driveway. Um, like where I live now, they shovel my sidewalk. Although I usually do it for them because they take forever and <laughs> – so many people walk on it, and at that point, it's an, an ice capade, and it's a nightmare, and it's just easier if I do it. Yeah, and part of what you pay them for is for keeping up the common areas, obviously, the things mm-hmm. that aren't owned by the individual homeowners. And, of course, you know it's always funny when those things fall by the wayside, but they're keeping you up to a standard that uh, is unrealistic, like bringing in your garbage cans as soon as you know the trash oh, truck comes God, around. Oh, that was a dumb one, too. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, oh, you can't leave your trash cans out. You can't put them out too early. And it's like, look, dude, if I'm 
if I've got to work at a certain time, that's when I'm putting it out. Exactly. But that's what we're looking for is those HOA or property management horror stories. When have you been at odds with them? When have you had to deal with them? When we come back, it is all about you guys. So head over to the Facebook page and chime in there on the live video. Or you can join us on the Stereo app and chat live at Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. When we come back, we're continuing on with the segment. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, on surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show. Smack dab! Where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and the watchers, on our topic of the day. Of course, you can do so by heading over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment uh, with your HOA horror story. Or in just a few minutes, you can join us on the Stereo app at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. Chat with us live and we'll be going through a little stereo roulette, grabbing people at random and asking them about their HOA or property management horror stories. Now, before the break, Tony shared... Uh, you know, just the, the the pain in the ass it was to try and get approval for not only paint colors, but trying to get a shed in the background. Um, you know, a lot of times these HOA members, you know, they're retired folks in the neighborhood and they have nothing better to do than, you know, walk around and, and nitpick at what people are or aren't doing at the same time, not keeping up their end of the bargain of which is why we pay, you know, HOA dues on a monthly basis. <laughs> So many ways that uh, it could possibly go. For me, um, I think our biggest headache was uh, when we moved into this house, there was an area of the front yard that had really sort of big overgrown bushes that, uh, you know, difficult to maintain, didn't look all that great, really didn't fit our aesthetic. So we wanted to pull those out and replace them with trees. And of course, you got to go through the approval process. So, you know, we asked for permission. They came back and asked for a site plan. So we had to work up a site plan of what it would look like, where they would go, what's being removed, what's going in there, submitted that. And then they come back 30 days later and say they want to know the specific types of trees that we're going to be putting in. 
So we have to go back, put together, okay, you know, these are the types of trees. This is how much water they require, blah, blah, blah. Submit that 30 days later, they come back and want to know what's the time frame, How long is it going to take? And we just got tired of going through this back and forth over the course of months that at one point we just did it. We just pulled them out, planted the new trees in and prayed that they didn't notice. And luckily they didn't. But what's frustrating about that is when we were taking the dogs on a walk the other day, we're walking around and passed by a house that uh, in the entrance to their driveway had two gigantic stone lions holding a ball on each like, side. Like, li- like uh, lion like, estates. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I picture. Right. That was for the entrance <laughs> to a neighborhood. These were essentially the same size at the entrance to a driveway at a home. It looked like you, you were entering the uh, MGM Grand in Vegas. I mean, it's it's almost over the top. And I'm curious how they got approval to do that, given the headache that we had to go through just to plant a couple trees. So it's frustrating. My guess is that one of the HOA members lives there. And, uh, you know, they took a little uh, special consideration for themselves. <clears throat> that's, uh, that's nuts. The uh, whole fact that... Uh the HOA can control all that stuff. Just drives me nuts, dude. Exactly. Now, Tony, I assume you reached out to our usual cast of characters, our Phoenix fans. And, uh, you know, again, this question's a little more pointed. So that's why we opened it up to both yeah. HOA and property management. But uh, I'm curious to hear what you got back. Yeah. So from Stacy, I got, and I apologize. I was a little off on that last one because I was responding to one of the Phoenix fans there. So, so I was a little like, uh, that sucks. Um, <laughs> Uh, when uh, Stacy lived in Genoa, they had to pay for windows that golf balls, uh, they lived by a golf course, I'm assuming, uh, that broke in a certain amount of time. So if I would imagine there was a lot of broken windows and if there was so many that were broke, it fell on you, which is so silly because it's not your fault. Like I get you live by a golf course, that kind of stuff could happen. That's kind of the thing. Um, I know you guys lived on a golf course back when I met you in high school, um, not sure if you had any of those issues, but they had to pay it and they weren't allowed to park cars overnight in the driveway. All cars had to be in, uh, had to be in your garage or not in the driveway. Because Seriously, in your own what driveway, you couldn't park it, overnight. It didn't sound like somewhere I'd want to live. No, no, not at all. No. And the, the problem with the golf balls and the windows is one, like you mentioned, uh, it's outside of your control. You know, obviously it should be up to the golfers to pay a little extra or the golf resort to reimburse folks for it. And then it falls on your homeowner's insurance, which, you know, if you've got a thousand dollar deductible, you know, well, replacing a window may cost you 600 bucks. Well, you're paying that anyway. And then your insurance rates go up. So it's just frustrating that, uh, you know, go ahead and govern the things that can be seen from the roadway. But, you know, don't tell me what I can do on my own property. Yeah, I don't like the control. This goes back to you paying all that wonderful money that uh, you work hard for. And you and you have this property, but you're kind of told what to do with it, which yeah. is kind of lame. You should be allowed to do what you want. But I get governed certain things. Like, don't let meth head Ted move in and pile a bunch of cars in his backyard. Yeah, don't paint your house um, pipe bright pink. Don't let your lawn grow to be three feet tall. Those are the yeah. things they should be worrying about. Certain things, but yeah, but that was my only HOA one. Uh, Mike and Lacey had good, uh, good apartment landlords, and of course, their house they didn't have an HOA. Um, 
where I live now, like my property management, they've been very uh, responsive as far as getting somebody out. I mean, the squirrel thing a year ago, they dragged their feet on, but uh, they did make it all right. So they mm-hmm. paid for everything. They fixed the fridge. They fixed the squirrel issue. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so they've been responsive, so I can't say anything bad about them. That's good. And yeah, I mean, sometimes, and maybe more so property management than HOAs, um, you know, they can be great and responsive. When you and I, Tony, lived uh, together in Thornton, in that townhome, you know, again, it was one of those things, you know, we moved in in fall, went through the entire winter, got to spring and summer, went to turn on the AC and realized there was no actual AC. Um, it was... Oh, that was awful. Yeah. Because we had the thing and we're like, why is it so damn hot? Why is it not working? Well, because it was advertised with AC, it was everything. And that was not... That was right before we went on that cruise in 2016. We came back, it was hot as hell in oh, there. And, it was awful. Uh, yeah. But they took but care they of it, it right, right away. Yeah. They did. They, they put the AC unit in because... They advertised it because at first they're like, well, yeah, there's no AC unit. I go, yeah, but you guys advertised it when we signed the contract and it's in the contract. Yep, yep. They had to make it right and they did. They did and quickly, which is always nice. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, there is still time. If you do want to chime in with your HOA or property management horror stories, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Comment in there. And we're about to fire up the stereo app for the last regular time anyway. And uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, it is truly live. It is a roulette. We don't know who's going to be pulled up. And so uh, just like life, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So uh, there may be foul language. There may be unpopular opinions, but uh, we'll deal with those as they come. So. With that all being said, let's go ahead and roll into the stereo app and see what we can get. How are you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Howdy. So we're talking howdy, howdy. HOA horror stories today. Is Have you ever lived in a house that was governed by an HOA or an apartment with a property management that uh, you've ever been at odds with? Yes. And uh, what uh, what did you have to deal with with them? Well, I find with most of these HOAs, you know, it's not the concept's not bad because you yeah. know you want the you want the property to be taken care of and you want some kind of standard, you know, because there's so many people in this world and some people are slobs and pigs and some people are crazy, um, so it's good to have set standards. Uh, the biggest problem I see with these HOAs, they usually will have a board with like people that live there. It'll usually be elderly because they have the time and they're the only ones that want to do the job. Um, and that little bit of uh, power that they have yep. will usually go to their heads. You know, and it's and a lot of the problems you hear about, it's more to do with um people not liking people and so they use this little bit of power they have to be difficult with people where a lot of these things could be resolved with two civil adults exactly very well said you know we appreciate you chiming in Uh, we are going to keep moving on but uh, drop us a follow and we'd love to have you on again at a later point in time all right 
All right, moving on. Yeah, we got a good one out of the gate there. That was, yeah, that was good. You did really good. Yeah. First, I thought with this, the hello, you weren't going to get nothing. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Please expand. <laughs> this is a talk radio show. You need to talk. Uh, I like turtles. Right. All right, let's move on. How you doing? Oh, God. You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Hey, how are you? Good. Yeah, so how are you? We are talking HOA horror stories. Could be property management. Have you ever had to deal with or be at odds with an HOA or property manager? Property manager? Yeah, people who no. oversee like an apartment complex or uh, you know the place that you're living in. All right. Yeah, I've never. Okay, what is what is the question? I like yeah, so have you ever, uh, you know, just had a horror story of, uh, you know, having to deal with, uh, you know, things that they've either made you do or they won't do even though you're paying them? No, I have no stories. Do you have? Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, unfortunately, we do have to go ahead and wrap this up. But, uh, you know, we appreciate you chiming in. You know, you're one of the lucky ones. going <laughs> home. That didn't have to deal with it, but, uh, you know, that's the way uh, the stereo yeah. app goes. I am Job. <laughs> well, if my name is Jeff, I'd play that clip. Well, I don't know where that one is. But. Yeah, I'm sure you'll find it on the break. Well, folks, that does it for that segment. Uh, when we come back, yeah. we, we've got, like the rest of us, only better. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And, uh, you know, we've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Being that our regular call-in topic is going away starting next week, uh, the Phoenix line is going to be the ideal place to go ahead and leave those messages for your thoughts on any of the segments that we cover. In order to do so, head over to, uh, not head over, pick up the phone and dial 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855 Yeah, pick up the phone. Do it, do it now. 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you'll keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, uh, you know, wanting to continue on with sort of the good news Friday, and we've done this once before, you know, celebrities are out there. They're the face of, uh, you know, sort of everything we know. They represent uh, us, the people, but oftentimes they live in worlds that we, the common folk, don't represent. So occasionally you'll hear stories of celebrities going out of their way to do good things, which is why... We're covering this topic called Like the Rest of Us, Only Better. Good job. So let's go ahead and kick off with our very first uh, celebrity doing good things. This from Twitter user Jeff Hodder says, When my 10-year-old sister was dying of cancer, she made a wish to meet LeVar Burton. 
you know, the reading Rainbow Guy, played uh, uh, Jordy LaForge in Star Trek The Next Up, Generation. Upcoming, uh, upcoming uh, Jeopardy host. Exactly. Well, he flew to Boston to spend the day with her and after would call regularly to check in. He was the highlight of her short life. That's, I mean, that, that gave me goosebumps. I mean, the fact that uh, obviously, you know, she didn't make it due to cancer, but he took such a personal interest in seeing how she was doing that uh, yeah, he made a difference, even though, uh, you know, she's not around to talk about it today. Yeah, that's awesome. It is. Very good. Let's keep with the whole Good News Friday stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. It makes me feel good. But uh, let's keep rolling on with, you know, celebrities. They're like the rest of us, only better. Good job. This one from Twitter user Deja. There's a picture of her um, with Chadwick Boseman. It says, he came up to me and said, you're so beautiful. Can we take a picture? So it wasn't her going to the celebrity saying, hey, can I get a selfie? He walked up to her, uh, paid her a huge compliment and uh, took a picture. And, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, Everything I hear about Chadwick Boseman in even his short life, you know, he passed away recently. Uh, he was just a outstanding, kind and loving person. Yeah, he seemed like a genuine, great guy, super nice, well liked by everybody. Um, <clears throat> well, you can always tell from his acting and stuff that you just got the vibe. He was very nice, non arrogant. I know actors have to play parts, but you think of what he did in 42, Black Panther and other movies and just genuinely just great to watch and i'm sure he was a very nice person yeah yeah and what'd be interesting to find is uh, i'll f- look up a list for a later segment of uh celebrities who turn out to be true assholes you know see the other side of the coin but uh, in the meantime we're giving you the feels today talking just like the rest of us only better good job this from twitter user x team max says meryl streep she introduced herself to a few of us as we were working when she said, hi, I'm Meryl, to me, all I could muster was, I'm just with the caterers. She leaned in and quietly replied, I'd rather be with the caterers too. And so, you know, they sometimes don't like the limelight. You know, they, they just want to be regular people that, uh, you know, aren't necessarily noticed when they're out in public. And uh, oftentimes when you run into them, if you just treat them like a human being and don't gush and fan over them, they'll be just a human being back to you, basically. Yeah, you just get you just you can't geek out too much. Like it's cool to see you're like, oh my god, they're really there. But they they just do a job. Like they're they're paid to act and they're paid to entertain. But on their downtime, they're not paid to do any of that. They're just trying to be everyday people. You go out and shop. <laughs> they got They eat poop. And they do all the same. <laughs> they do eat all the poop? same shit we do pretty much. Yeah. Well, they they eat shit for breakfast. <laughs> they eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yes. Um. You know, I, it is hard though, like not to gush, but there are certain, some people are crazy, man. I've heard of stories where they hound them in the bathrooms and things like that. Just like you took a piss next to Carrie King, a slayer. I've taken a piss next to Dave Mustaine, a Megadeth. And there definitely was no conversations. It was just like in your head, you're like, shit, I'm taking a piss next to (laughs) so-and-so. Yeah. Mine was a very short one. Looked over and said, big fan. That's it. (laughs) And then he bought me a beer. So uh, let's move on talking celebrities like the rest of us, only better. Good job. Twitter user Slammin' Danny G. That's a badass. Slammin' Dan. Twitter handle says, my mom lives in a small town two hours north of Toronto. 
many celebrity cottages in the area. One day, Martin Short and Tom Hanks went to the hot dog stand in town, but the guy was out of buns. So they manned the stand while he ran to the store. Could you imagine living in this little, like, small town, going to the local hot dog stand, and there stands Tom Hanks and Martin Short, who are just doing this guy a favor while he goes out and runs and gets more buns? That'd be awesome. No, that'd be, that'd be pretty damn cool. You're like, it's not, it's just like, that's just nice. Like if I was a celebrity, that's something I would do. I would try to make people's days and Mm -hmm. just, but, but I can imagine it'd be a nightmare for a lot of them to go out public and stuff, especially with paparazzi, people falling around with cameras, just annoying. Oh, totally, totally. But you know, that's, that's the trade-off for being paid lots of money to play pretend for a Mm -hmm. living. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's keep rolling on. Celebrities, like the rest of us, only better. Good job. Speaking of hot dogs, this one from uh, Twitter user DC <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> says, I didn't meet him, but a friend of mine was walking along the beach at night in the Hamptons and unknowingly passed by Spielberg's house. A voice yelled out, hey, you want a hot dog? My friend walked up and Tom Hanks gave him a hot dog. Boy, another Tom Hanks and hot dogs. Uh, is there anything less American than Tom Hanks hot dogs? The only thing we're missing is an apple pie in the story, and uh, you've got the uh, peak of Americanism. There you go. Isn't that random? You just walk in, and Steven Spielberg pops out. Hey, you want a hot dog? Be like, what the f? Uh, I don't like hot dogs. No. <laughs> hey, but it'd just be a weird story. <laughs> I mean, would you say no? Probably not. It's Steven Spielberg. Right, right. Well, in that case, it was Tom Hanks at Spielberg's house. And so uh, Hanks offered oh. the hot dog. But even if you were a vegan, that dude would you, likes hot dogs. Would you say no to him? No. No. <laughs> Hell no, Josh Baskin. Let's keep rolling on celebrities, just like the rest of us, only better. Good job. Twitter user Kimberly Dewey said, Henry Winkler. I met him in Raleigh a few years ago. He spent time talking to me and is the nicest man I've ever met, celebrity or not. Hey! Hey, I've heard that. Uh, He frequents Fort Collins, actually. He was at a local, I think a local store here, and they put it in their Coloradoan, or the Fort Collins Coloradoan, whatever the Mm -hmm. newspaper is here. And uh, yeah, he's, he's always very friendly. He pops in and the locals say he's very nice, too. Well, so. especially for a lot of these actors who are really only known for one role in their entire career. You know, they never lived down that one role. A lot of them are bitter about it. Uh, you know, they'll, uh, they don't like when people refer to that one role. Whereas Henry Winkler, yeah, you know, especially now he's doing shows like Barry and, and you know, he's a part of uh, uh, Adam Sandler's inner circle. But, uh, you know, people still know him as the Fonz, and he embraces it and is, from what I've heard, genuine and caring when people approach him. So very, very cool story. Moving on with celebrities, just like the rest of us, only better. Good job. Twitter user Molly Sante said, Jeff Goldblum. I ran into him at a film festival, instinctively smiled because, of course, I recognized him. And he just opened his arms wide and walked right in for a hug. It was awesome. He was very tall. Yeah. Another guy who I would love to just have a lunch with him. You know, he's essentially become a character of himself, uh, playing sort of the same role in everything he does. But I expect he would be fascinating to just sit and talk with. Yeah. I wonder, well, him and Sean are friends now, right? Like they actually, they talk. I think to some degree. And he's her celebrity crush. So, Yeah. 
which is pretty funny. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think we got time for maybe one more. Let's see what would be a good one. Ah, this one. So uh, talking like the rest of us, only better. Good job. Twitter user B Carlton seven two seven, and I imagine this guy would be as nice as they come. Paul Rudd, the ageless wonder. Oh. We had dinner next to him and his friends in Rhinebeck, New York. My daughter dropped her fork and he picked it up for her, then got a clean one to replace it. My kids just called him Ant-Man and he never corrected them. He smiled the whole time and talked with them. Uh, Again, another guy I would love to just hang out and talk with. I would say he of celebrities, he'd be one I'd really like to hang out with. I always say Sammy Hagar would be the rock star I'd want to hang out with for a day. Okay. Um, But uh, Paul Rudd would definitely be... At the act, High on that one of the actors yeah. I like. Dang, he seems just like a great dude, and uh, the fact that he's just super nice. So, well, and that's funny too. Uh, just, uh, just awesome stuff. I was gonna <laughs> say, I know we're about to end the segment, but uh, Adam Sandler's IHOP one, like he, he's like, oh, she was doing her job. She was a very sweet lady, and they just didn't have all you could eat milkshakes, so I had to leave. Like he made a joke out right. of it, but he was nice. And then he went back said hi to her and then uh they he donated some money to some charity thing they were doing that day so Very that's cool. really cool yeah, yeah I've, I've heard he's super nice if you approach adam sandler if you're if you're nice to him he's, he's very friendly from what i hear right on very inspiring well folks that does it for this segment when we come back we're heading to the final segment not only of the week but also of the show so folks don't go anywhere we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. We made it to the final segment of not only this episode, but of the week of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. <laughs> so, Saved one last time. Thanks, Austin. Sounds like Austin Powers wants to get it on with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Or Zool. Gozer. <laughs> either that or turtles. Uh. I like turtles. <laughs> well, folks, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day. We like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This day in history, with your correspondent on the beat, Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. Well, let's go ahead and kick off with this day in 1483, the coronation of Charles VIII of France, also known as Charles the Affable. God, that'd be the worst nickname. You know, you've got William the Conqueror, Charles the Somewhat Liked. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Charles the Nice Guy. He just, he's... 
He should just be Charles the Goofy Face. Right. <laughs> Charles the Affable. <laughs> You're kind, Charles. I'm Charles Affable. Moving on. This, My melty face. This day in 1610, Henry IV of France is assassinated by a fanatical Catholic, Francois Ravaliac, who stabs him to death in the streets of Paris. Fatality. I gotta say, of all Savage. the ways to go, being stabbed to death would probably be one of the worst. Oof, that would not be good, no. Because no. you have to keep feeling it, feeling it, feeling it, then you gotta sit there in pain. I'd imagine. Oof. Yeah. Mm. You know. Because yeah. yeah. you, you think you get pricked by a little thing like attack or glass, or you know, any little cut and it just hurts. Nope. Nope. I'd rather for quick and painless. Well, let's keep rolling on. This day in 1787, delega- delegates gather in Philadelphia to draw up the U.S. Constitution, which uh, kind of blows my mind a little bit. Obviously, you know, we gained our independence in 1776. It wasn't until 11 years later that the Constitution was actually drawn up. Wow, that's when we the people started, huh? Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, you thought it, you know, happened right away that, you know, yeah. 11 years is a long time. Well, it seems they just like to, uh, they, they delayed back in the day. They're like, we'll get to it. <laughs> exactly. We'll get to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll figure that out for you. Yep. Moving on this day in 1796, English country doctor Edward Jenner administers the first inoculation against smallpox using cowpox pus in Berkeley, Gloucestershire. Yummy. Yum. Delicious. Gross. Could you imagine, uh, you know, the, the COVID vaccine, if you found out that that came from the pus of some other living animal? Uh, no, I don't want to know. Get knocked I got up injected with, bat pus. with whatever the hell it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's made me less funny. <laughs> More funny looking, less funny. Moving on, this day in 1804, Lewis and Clark's expedition commissioned by Thomas Jefferson sets out from St. Louis to the Pacific Coast. Of course, you know, uh, they are... are, are well-documented pioneers, and a lot of what they did helped found a lot of the major cities here on the West Coast. Uh, you know, Denver's part of that. Uh, Salt Lake City, uh, even to some degree, Reno here. Yeah, that's cool. We're all linked, man. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1853, Gail Borden, land surveyor, newspaper publisher, and inventor, patents his process for condensed milk. And... Uh, I don't know if it's just an older generation thing, but uh, have you ever seen old folks like pop open a little can of condensed milk and just drink drink it straight from the can? No, no I've never it's seen weird. that. It is weird. I mean, yeah. I use it for baking, like making fudge and things along those lines, but never straight from the can. That's crazy. And this dude has a badass beard, dude. The thing's like, he's clean shaven right here. And then it's like over Redenbacher pops just down here. <laughs> it's all big. Yeah. I'm going to have me some condensed milk, Millie. How about you? He looks like the Ooh. right age to be drinking it. So I've got a bit of cream cream on my chin chin. Moving on, this day in 1938, The Adventures of Robin Hood, directed by Michael Curtis. Curtis. Boy, words are hard today. William Kiley and starring Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland is released. And, uh, you know, you think classic uh, Robin Hood in tights and... Uh, Errol Flynn is the picture that pops into most people's minds. I don't know who Errol Flynn is. Seriously, ah, look, no. look him up. No, he, I, I don't. I don't know. I was gonna say the. I like the Adventures of Phoenix and Sparks instead. There you go. More fun. 
There you go. All right. Moving on this day in 1948, Israel declare, declares independence from the British administration. Um, unfortunately, they're dealing with some major stuff, uh, major, I mean, almost all-out war right now with Palestine. So, uh, you know, for both sides, I feel for the losses that are happening there right now. Eesh. Bad stuff, man. Yep, yep. Moving on, this day in 1961, Sterling Moss wins the 1961 Monaco Grand Prix. And, uh, you know, if you're a race fan at all, if you enjoy Formula One, Sterling Moss was just one of the pioneers, the superstars of the racing sport. You know, you got to admire somebody who can drive a car at 200 miles an hour for two hours on end and, uh, you know, be able to have lightning fast reflexes. Yeah, he's definitely also looked like he was a ladies' man, too. Oh, he was. He definitely was. Yeah. I was going to say, he, he definitely looked like he'd be uh, popular with the ladies. Yep. Let's roll on this day in 1967. New York Yankee Mickey Mantle hits career home run number 500 off of Baltimore Orioles' Stu Miller. And uh, <gasps> obviously one of the reasons his rookie card is one of the most expensive in the world. Yeah, Mickey Mantle, what a what an amazing ball player, man. Yep. So... Speaking of amazing ball players, this day in 1972, in Willie Mays' first game as a New York Met, his homer beats San Francisco Giants 5-4. to four. And if I'm not mistaken, after, that was his previous team. Traded. Yeah, he got traded. Uh, the Say Hey Kid. He just turned 92. Uh, not 92, but he just turned 90. Also. Just like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, also. Well, not to confuse, like I know he's 90. But, you know. Um, Willie Mays is just a legendary giant. He still supports the Giants. They still parade him around. He's definitely not known as a Met, but Mm -hmm. he did get traded there. Well, needless to say, uh, you know, his first game against his old team, he said hey to them with the home run that won the game. So, (laughs) yeah. Moving on this day, 1986, the Netherlands Institute for War Documentation publishes Anne Frank's Complete Diary. Um, I don't know if you read that as part of required reading for school we but, had to read uh, it yeah in school yeah Ooh, yeah the, that that's the diary of Anne frank it, it's a tough read but it's an important one absolutely moving on this day in 1989 the first time since 1948 a player hit six consecutive doubles good old kirby puckett of the minnesota twins he was a great ball player. I remember that World Series they won in 90, that big walk-off home run he did. Mm-hmm. Puckett was awesome. He was. Definitely a great yeah. ball player. And uh, in middle school, spent a couple of years in Minnesota, and he was just uh, an icon of the state and the city. Oh, yeah. He, was, he seemed like a nice guy, too. I mean, Kirby was definitely fun to watch. Cool name, great ball player. Totally. Uh, also sticking in the realm of baseball, this day in 1997, baseball's executive council suspends New York owner George Steinbrenner. Um, don't recall the reason why, but uh, I know he was highly controversial and uh, you know had no problems uh, just spending money on players, which I'm sure it had probably something to do with. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of baseball news today and records. There is. Well, moving on this day in 1998 and with a loose connection to George Steinbrenner, Seinfeld's final two-part episode, The Finale, airs on NBC to 76.3 million viewers, commercials priced at 2 million for 30 seconds. Damn. And that that one was a that let's just be honest that was a shitty finale too. It's one of those like really yeah they all ended up in jail. Stupid. Yep, I spoiled it for you. (laughs) What I mean, it was like that show kind of like I liked it, 
but I didn't like it. It was just one that kind of drove me nuts sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I casually watched it. I wasn't glued to it the same way I was like friends or invested in the characters. Yeah. Because for the most part, the characters were unlikable people. Yeah, they were actually all bad people, which is why they were in jail at the end, right? Exactly. Well, What's folks, with all this stuff? Let's uh, run down today's holidays. Holiday. Where we talk about the things that we're all celebrating before we end the show. For instance, today is the Stars and Stripes Forever Day. So uh, go ahead and salute that flag. Today is Dance Like a Chicken Day, Tone. Go and go for it. Today is Fantastic Friday, giving sharks a voice. I wonder what that voice would be. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Do you have a baby? <laughs> it is uh, National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Buttermilk Biscuits. It is Underground America Day, and it is Shades Day. So throw on those shades and enjoy the weekend, folks. It is Friday. We will be back Monday with our new condensed one-hour version of the show. So join us then. In the meantime, enjoy the weekend. Adios. Peace.